most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Man, what the hell is this, man? Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, motherfucker. I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show, Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? How's everybody feeling out there? Oh man, I'm feeling great. How about you guys? I mean, isn't today a holiday? Tomorrow. No, today. Today because Saturday is a weekend. Oh, yeah, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh, so everybody gets off today, so why are we here? If today's That's what I'm asking. Great yeah. question. If today's Juneteenth, why are we here on this fine Friday? Because we have to let the people know, because a lot of people, I'm sure, won't know. So we have to let them know that today <laughs> We're is here a holiday. We're just to let you know that, that today's a holiday. <laughs> and that uh, they should be uh, off today. Well, maybe uh, next year. Well, no, it's not a maybe. We have to, uh, you know, ask iHeart, tell iHeart, hey, you know, we got to observe mm-hmm. Juneteenth as a national holiday. That should be a day off for at least black people. You know, dramas would have to work, and you know, all the white people here. But at least black people should be off on Juneteenth, <laughs> don't you think? <laughs> don't you think? Yeah, I yes. agree. Today is a rough one. I was hosting this gala. I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, the National Museum of African American Music, their Legends Gala, and boy, it's an hour behind you guys here, so it's only five a.m. Mm. But we weren't done till like maybe one. Oh. Cry me a river, Miss Ye. Oh. But I did get to see some exciting people at, uh, last night. I saw Shaka Khan. I saw Bobby Brown. He says, What's up, guys? And he wants to come back on the show soon. The legend, mm-hmm. Bobby Brown. That's Shaka the Khan, icon. of course. That's right. But you know, mm-hmm. Bobby B. I saw Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Legends. Mm-hmm. I, I got to meet them in person. We just interviewed them uh, most recently. It was a really exciting night, though. So I had a good time. Well, I heard Bobby Brown um, is doing a versus soon. I heard he's going to do it in July, from what I was told. Well, that's oh, supposed like to be secret. Fast from what you were um, told, yeah. It's, oh, it's, it's a secret. I didn't know it was a secret. Yeah, it was supposed to be a, a secret. They haven't announced it yet. They they try to wait and announce it, and you know, they try yeah. to plan it out. Oh. Oh, I don't know who it's, it's not against. a secret anymore. Mm. I, oh, I thought it was announced. I thought so. Uh, no, it wasn't. No. no. Okay. Well, no, I don't no. know. Who, I don't know who it's against, but yeah. Okay, well, I'm out in uh, San Diego. Uh, <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> uh, I'm out, I'm three hours before you guys, so I just want to let you guys know that the car show is 14 days, 21 hours, and four minutes to my Carcella Atlanta show, and as you You're can tell, I'm super-duper excited. You're not three hours before us in San Diego. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, but you said before. Oh, before, yeah, yeah 3 o'clock. Earlier. Yeah, yeah, it is. Damn, what am I thinking? <laughs> I'm like, are you trying to confuse no, me? No, no, this no, is a trick I'm thinking, question. Like, I'm We're thinking, supposed oh, to have off today. That's what it, this yeah, all that's means. What, yeah, but pretty much. When I'm thinking before, I don't know why I'm thinking 9 a.m., but yeah, you're right. Yes, it's it's uh, 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning out here. And we got some special guests joining us this morning. Who we we have, who we got? Diamond from Crime Mob. You know, knock if you hey. buck, boy, knock mm-hmm. if you buck. So Diamond will be joining us. And, and also, she's a grown-up hip-hop right now, so. Oh, yeah, grown-up hip-hop. And also, um, and I don't want to say his name wrong, but he'll be talking to us in a little bit. Nipsey Hussle's father will be joining us this morning. I mean, uh, he's, father's, okay. father's Day is this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So, you mm-hmm. know, why not? Why not talk to a, a strong black father this morning? Like, That's like, right. Like Nipsey's pops. That's right. So we'll be kicking it with Nipsey Hussle's dad this morning. All right. Let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? 
Yes, and it looks like some people may be getting evicted because, you know, that moratorium is near expiration. And so there's a lot of warnings. What does that mean? We'll, t- we'll talk to you about it. All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, the Bucks beat the Nets last night, 104-89. The series is tied 3-3. I told y'all Bucks in seven. Salute to Chris Middleton, Charleston, South Carolina zone, Port of God alumni, 38 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals last night. Dropping the clues bombs for Chris Middleton. Okay. Some terrible calls last night. I kept oh, checking please. the game while I was, while I was <laughs> uh, backstage hosting my ter- ter- Terrible calls. They lost by damn near 20 points, and they, they the, the Bucks led the whole game. Harden was himself. Come on, Brooklyn. Oh, could y'all stop making excuses? Bucks. Well, Harden's not 100%. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's, it's, it's basketball is basketball. Bucks I mean, that's what happens. Sometimes exactly. people get injured. Sometimes they don't. You can't blame it on anything. Hopefully, Kyrie gets better and can play seven. Hopefully, James oh, no. Harden can play seven. What? Kyrie's out for the Kyrie's out for the series. They've been said that. Unless he, unless he decides to come back for game seven. But, I mean, you know, brothers got to think about their future as well. Correct. You know? Correct. Like, but, but once again, Bucks in seven. I got the Nets. What else we got you? I got the Nets. All right, now let's talk about this impending wave of evictions as a pandemic moratorium is about to expire. According to census data, they're showing some 4 million Americans are in fear of being evicted or foreclosure. With a disproportionate number of those facing evictions and foreclosures, low income or people of color, that's going to make these existing inequalities even worse when it comes to housing. So even as the U.S. economy continues to recover, the inequalities amplified by COVID-19 pandemic remain front and center, according to researchers. It's saying about 4.2 million Americans report that it's very likely or somewhat likely that they will face an eviction or foreclosure in the next two months. Dang. Yeah, they have they have to do something. Um, and, and the sad thing about it, everybody who had their deferment, and I'm talking to a lot of people, the deferment's about up right now. And what the, a lot of these mortgage companies are doing is saying, okay, now you got to pay the full mortgage now. And my whole thing is, if they couldn't pay month by month, if people couldn't pay month by month, how are they going to pay a full 14 months Right, at, right ahead. They can't. Nobody can afford that. So they're going to have to put those 14 months on the back end and allow people to start paying their mortgage. And as far as eviction, it's two sides. I mean, because you have people that pay mortgages that have to pay their rent, but then you also have people that can't afford it. So the government's going to have to print some more of that cash like they do and, exactly. and really help people out because people need it, both sides. Where is the I people's I, bailout? America, where is the people's bailout? These corporations get bailed out all the time when they're in these kind of situations. So where are the citizens of your country's bailout? Mm-hmm. Correct. All right, now Juneteenth is officially a federal holiday. Once Joe Biden signed that bill into law yesterday, they had a whole uh, ceremony as they are making sure that this happens. So here is what Kamala Harris had to say. We are gathered here in a house built by enslaved people, and we are here to witness President Joe Biden establish Juneteenth as a national holiday. We have come far, and we have far to go, but today is a day of celebration. It is not only a day of pride, it is also a day for us to reaffirm and rededicate ourselves to action. And with that, I say, happy Juneteenth, everybody. So we shouldn't be at work today. That's what you're telling me. Because it is a holiday. I, listen, I was about to text you. I'd be like, sorry, we off today. Well, I mean, it, it just happened. I'm sure it'll be a company-wide holiday uh, next year, at least for black people. Mm. 
don't know. Can you do that? Because, I mean, <laughs> hey, man, it's black people are off. Everybody hey, else, hey, you got to hey, work. It's a day to commemorate the end of slavery, right? So the descendants of the enslaved should uh, be free on that day. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that is different page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Mike, the manager. What's up? What's Mike, up, Mike, the, the manager? manager. Who you mad is, Mike? There we go. There we go. I want to talk about my Bucks, man. My Bucks and seven, baby. Let's go. Bucks and seven? No. Bucks and seven, baby. Let's Nets. go. Nets in seven. Well, I don't. I, 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 you know, I picked Bucks in seven before the series, but I mean, I don't see how anybody can look at the Brooklyn Nets right now and think that they could pull off a game seven with Kevin Durant going to be a, Kevin Durant going to be exhausted in game seven, and James Harden is clearly not himself. Kyrie not playing. You're going to need monster games from Jeff Green, Joe Harris, and Blake Griffin. And I don't it, see it. It can but happen. I believe have another monster Nets. game. Anything they had a monster happen. game in five. Yes, and that was it. And salute to Juneteenth, man. I most definitely want to salute to that, man. Shout out to all the African Americans out there, man. Hopefully, like y'all said, <laughs> what? Everything, man. Oh, because of Juneteenth. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Got you, got you, got you, got you, got you. Why are you talking like you're not one of us, though? Salute to all the African Americans out there. Because, Charlamagne, you know, you have, I want to say it the wrong way. Say it, say it, say it the way you feel like saying it. Say it. You have. You have you have woke African Americans and you have unwoke African Americans. I want the woke African Americans, so I try to put myself on the higher standard. True, you know, generation wealth type stuff. So True, there you go. I'm on that. Yes, sir. I love y'all, man. Keep doing what you. I love you too, man. Manager Mike. Hi, right, brother. Hello, who's this? Hi, good morning. This is uh, Steve calling from the 910 uh, North Carolina. What's up, Steve? Get it off your chest. Not much. Um, first of all, I'd like to say I love you guys. Um, good morning, Miss She. Good, good morning, morning. Charlemagne. Good, good morning, morning to uh, DJ Envy. And um, I would like to thank you guys for um, the interview for that 100 Black Men because I had no idea that it was an organization like that. And I went home and I looked it up on the Internet and did some research. And I think that's something that I want to be a part of. And I want to thank you guys. Incredible. Incredible. That is that is dope. I'm actually DJing. They have a conference all weekend, and I'm DJing their conference this weekend. Uh, I do a lot of their events, and what they do for our people is is really amazing. So I'm glad. And if you haven't, if you don't know much about them, definitely uh, Google, or you can go to their website, 100blackmen.org. That makes me happy yeah, to hear, though, brother, because, you know, sometimes we play those interviews, and, you know, those aren't the interviews that get millions of views on YouTube, and we don't even know if people... You know, necessarily care about those, but we do it because we know the information is good and it can help people. So if, if it touches one person, and clearly it did with you, we did our job. That's dope. Yeah, because I went, I went and looked it up on the um, internet, and then I saw the interview what you guys did. And I want to ask Charlamagne, do you wear eyeliner? No, sir. He that's, does. That's just my, that's just my natural. No. That's just no. my natural beauty, man. God is good. He does. He, he also does okay. his eyebrows too. No, I really don't. I but no, if that makes you feel I better to no, think that, I mean no disrespect, but I, I swear it looks like he was wearing eyeliner. He does. Nice. Let me ask you a question. Does it look good? I ain't going to get it that bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yes. That's a yes. But no, this is my natural eyes, sir. It's not. It's a lie. All thank right, you, brother. Listen, guys, I would like to thank you. Thank what, you, what brother. Come, 
What color do you use, Charlemagne? I don't use any color. This is God's natural design, baby. All praise is due to God. <laughs> Nothing wrong with enhancing what you have. I that's know. Right. If I did, that, if I did, I would tell you. I'm not like y'all. I don't front. Remember how you came that, in here for months with that Beijing in your bed and tried to act like it was real, even though we all could, we all knew the real? No, I just said it's not Beijing, and I stand by it. I don't use Beijing. That's it was died, though. It was, but you admit it was died. He said it was just for men. He said it you was just for me, men. It was a, I mean, you listen. He, we talked about it. Now, what number is it, Yee? Do you remember the number I, I said? I remember the number. See, I've talked about I've... it. I said it's not Beijing. Okay. 45. It was died or 45. Uh, just for men, 45. It's not Beijing. There was a five in there. Okay. <laughs> but get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Morning Breakfast Club, Envy, Charlemagne, Drombo, Yee, how y'all doing? Peace, King, how are you? What up, bro? Get it off your chest. Uh, woke up this morning. So one, I want to just thank y'all for showing up on the federal holiday. I've got to screw y'all for doing that because y'all have to Man, do that. Not next year. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get it right. But I'm wondering, how do y'all feel like Juneteenth coming right now is performing is it performative? Uh, yes, I can see some performative to it. Um, but, I, but you know, I have to still salute it. I'm glad it is considered a national holiday. It's good to commemorate the end of slavery. A lot of people have been pushing for this, you know, legislation to be passed for years. But, you know, like Biden said in that speech, well, uh, if you saw it yesterday, it's still a lot more promises to be fulfilled because we haven't gotten the true equality in this country. So, yeah, George Floyd Policing Act needs to be passed. John Lewis Voting Rights Act, the Slavery Reparations Bill. It's a lot of different things that need to happen for black people in this country. Now, now, and I agree with all that. Now, why I feel like it's not performative is because on Saturday, they're introducing the legislation to remove slavery from the 13th Amendment. So that's coming down on Saturday. And I think that's going to be the get to the root of police brutality. And we finally going to be able to end slavery for all. Well, you would have to change the whole mass incarceration system if you got rid of the 13th Amendment. I mean, listen, I would lo- I, I, I love for them to get rid of the 13th Amendment, but I don't see it happening. It might pass through the House, but it ain't going to get through the Senate. You don't think so? Mm-mm. We can, we, we can talk about that. I want to talk to you all about that, because I think it's going to get to the root of police brutality. I think there's a lot that has to get to the root of police brutality. It's not going to happen overnight. Okay, well, I'm, I'm running for Is it, You got to change people's whole ways of thinking. You have to change training. You have to change a lot. We got some solutions. I, we can talk about it. My name, my, my mm-hmm. name is Sylvester. I'm running for Congress in California. If y'all want to set up a time, we can come up there. We, we'll, we'll discuss that. I'm always down for some new information, my brother. We'll figure it out. Hold on, all right? All right. Hello, who's this? Hi. Hey. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Blessed, black, and highly favored. How are you? Doing well, man. I'm great. I'm great. Um, I'm calling. My name is Wyatt. I am in Charleston, South Carolina. 843. Yes, sir. And um, I'm also a city employee. And I am super excited to tell you guys that the city actually sent an email out to all city employees yesterday letting us know that we will be um, recognizing Juneteenth um, as a city holiday. So we will be off on Monday. Oh, y'all off oh, this Monday. That's dope. That's okay. great. Yes. Um, that's too. It's supposed to be today, but because today they had already planned a um, a celebration or a kind of memorial um, celebration for the nine firefighters that had died in that fire on Savannah Highway. Yes. So because that was already pre-planned for today, we will be off. We will be getting 
the day off on Monday, so I am super excited about that. You know, you know, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, eight four three native, uh, born in Charleston. I am so intrigued by your accent because I hear the Geechee, but then I hear like the UK too. Oh my God, I am from Trinidad and Tobago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a U.S. citizen. I have dual citizenship. Mm-hmm. I have been here since 1999. Okay, so I hear both accents. I hear, the, I hear the Charleston Geechee in you, but then I hear something else too. Yeah, um, Trinidad Trini. and Tobago was um, ruled by the British for many, many years. Got you. Okay, so that's, that makes that's sense. UK comes in. So it sounds like you want to say, I want to box that bloke and emote. <laughs> that's what it sounds like. Anyway, I'm heading into the. <laughs> no, see, that was all Charleston. <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Amazing day. I am heading into the. <laughs> she just egged you. I'm happy Father's Day to all of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. Peace. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't care what you talk about. Anyway, uh, and I forgot, yo, this Sunday is Father's Day. That's so crazy. We talked about everything this morning. Now, one time did we say this Sunday is Father's Day. We just got here and we did talk about Father's Day because we said that we got Nipsey's father uh, on oh, yeah, the show we sure today. Did. Yes, we and, sure did. And, and my father got his Father's Day gift already. We already gave it to him yesterday. My mom was like, do you want me to give him his gift already? I said, yeah, just give it to him. What was What'd it? What did you give him? A Theragun. What is that? That's the gun that you, you, know you after guns? you work out, they work pretty good. I use them oh. after I ride my bike. Got you, got you, got you, got you. That's dope. That's a dope yep. gift. That's a dope oh. gift for old dad. You know what I mean? I could use one of those too because we all got aches and pains in different mm-hmm. places. Yeah, he's going to love it. He's excited. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and let's talk about divorce. What celebrity couple is getting divorced after 11 years? He tried to make it work, but she's filing. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen all the gossip. gossip, the rumor report, with Angela, Angela Yee. It's the rumor report, the Breakfast Club. So Lala has officially filed for divorce from Carmelo Anthony after 11 years. According to sources, they have been separated for a while, but they remain friends. They've been together for 16 years. They have a 14-year-old son, Kyan, who is always their top priority, and they do remain fully aligned as parenting partners. Now, in the midst of all this, a woman is alleging that Carmelo is the father of her newborn twins, and she does say that he has provided financial assistance, but she is seeking for her children to have a relationship with him. There are some text messages that she has uh, gave given, but she's not revealing her name. Damn. You know, that's that's crazy when you say, you know, you want to have a great relationship with your baby father and you want him to have a great relationship with the children. And then you release the text messages. Of course, he's going to be a great father to the children. But how, how do you trust somebody when they release texts and things like that? Right. Question, though, has any of that been confirmed? She said I, so allegedly. I said allegedly. Mm. She said allegedly. Yeah, a woman is alleging that she met him in New York last year, and she said at first she turned down his advances to hang out, but claims they kept in contact, and you yeah. know that's that. Because because people allege uh, you know all types of things online, and sometimes people take advantage of stories like this one, right? Like okay, Lala mm-hmm. and Melo are getting divorced, so let me put my 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 my, my uh what they say my hat in the ring, you know, just to get some attention. So I don't know. I don't mean I don't even know if that story is true. Right. Well, she's not saying. Yeah, she's not saying her name either. So we don't know who sent it in, but we don't know if this is some verified or whatever. But we're just telling right. you these stories are coming in. All right. Now Kim Kardashian is saying that she will always be friends with Kanye West, even though they are uh, divorced. And she's also flashing back. It's the E reality series reunion special, and she's flashing back to previous marriages. She talked about getting married to Chris Humphreys, and here's what she had to say about that. 
It was the night before and I said, listen, if you really don't want to do this, I don't think you should do it. What and you if said you want to, to get is, out of it, go. I'm going to put you in a car. No one will find you. Right. Just leave. And I'll, and I'll handle take care it. of it. Wow. And I thought, we're filming this for a TV show. If I leave, I'm going to be known as the runaway bride forever. And it's going to be a huge joke. And I think I just have cold feet. Would you say you <laughs> partially went through with the wedding because of the show? Yes. I felt pressured. I felt like I was going to let everyone down. We get to Italy for our honeymoon. And I was like, I think I made the wrong decision. <laughs> Why that dramatic music? You have to. It's Kardashians. But I ain't gonna front. All right. That. That's just gonna sound crazy, but I used to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm. But Chris Humphreys never really treated her right. He always treated her like ish. Tell he us was more, never girl. A, <laughs> Tell, <laughs> Tell us tea. more, girl. Spill that never, tea. You know what? Never mind. Spill the tea, never man. Never mind. No, I'm not telling you nothing anymore. Never Spill mind. Spill the tea. Spill the tea like right, well, Diddy used to spill Chris Style in video. Because, you know, she, but you know, it's interesting because Kim Kardashian feels like she didn't handle things properly. Here's what she had to say. I was so nervous to break up with someone. I handled it totally the wrong way. I fully broke up with him in the worst way and I couldn't, I just didn't know how to deal. Do I you, learned so much from it. Do you think you owe him an apology? Absolutely. And I tried to. I tried calling him for months. I mean, she you know. saw him at the Beverly Hills Hotel pregnant. He wouldn't say Oh, I had North anymore. in my hand and my big, huge belly. I was about to give birth to oh Saint. God. And I saw him and all of his friends got up from the table and said hi to me. And he just literally looked at me and, like, wouldn't even speak to me. <laughs> is it too late now to say sorry? <laughs> oh, whatever the hell that person is saying when they sing. And who sings that song, by the way? Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. Justin, Justin Bieber. Bieber. Come on. She, she has to understand why Chris Humphreys wouldn't want to speak to her, though, right? Like, she shouldn't want to speak to him. Huh? She was very. He was very nasty to her during that relationship on TV. Well, he wasn't the nicest it's guy. What you saw, it's also I what you saw in an edited show that she produced. That is true. Yeah, and by yeah, the way, I, she I, just specifically right. said she feels like she owes him an apology. So what the hell are you talking about? Bro, she because he, he, he may he, not have liked the way that he was portrayed on that show also. You got to think. That's She's true in too. charge of that. Her family's in charge of it. And he didn't even like all the attention. Man, do y'all know how, first of all, she 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 divorced him after forty something days and just admitted she right. didn't want to marry him to begin with. You know how traumatic that experience had to be for him. A situation like that will ruin it for the next relationship. The type of trust issues and PTSD that could come from that. Come on, man, I'm not talking to you. Now, when it comes to Kanye, Kim says that she will always be friends. You know, we have four kids. There's nothing that I think parents would want more than to see, or even kids want more than to see their parents together. I grew up and I, I live that myself. How is your relationship with him today? We have an amazing co-parenting relationship, and I, I respect him so much. You know, that was my friend first. I can't see that going away. I will forever be Kanye's biggest fan. He's the father of my kids. Kanye will always be family. That's right. Ah. Okay. Kids, and, shoe supplier. And then she also she also addressed all these uh, dating rumors when it comes to Van Jones and Maluma. Could you see yourself dating a non-celebrity? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There are rumors that you're dating Van Jones. Van texted me and was like, "This rumor has gotten me so many dates, and I'm so <laughs> grateful." So I rumors owe you. that you're dating Maluma. No, I, I'm not dating either one. Not Van Jones. Not Maluma. I I've known him. I've seen him a few times. Always in Miami. Such a nice guy. So nice. Okay. Envy, who's Maluma, girl? Tell me. Spill the tea. I was going to ask Yee. I don't know who Maluma is. Who's Maluma? He's a singer. He's, uh, I think he's Colombian. Yeah, he's a Colombian singer. Mm -hmm. Oh, now Dramo speaks. He's a Colombian singer. What? This is my, this is my <laughs> wheelhouse over here. Now you Colombian? 
You just don't know what you want to be on the Latin scale. You just want to be every Latin that you can be. I can't show love to another Latin culture. I don't understand how it works. I don't know. You tell me. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Missy. Now we got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, let's talk about a man. He's accused of killing his girlfriend and his disabled daughter. He's representing himself in court. Mm, 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 and if this, this nigga was viral. a person, <laughs> my goodness, you'll right, see we'll somebody get... and just be like, "This nigga, yeah, <laughs> he is a he person." Keeps... Lord have mercy, <laughs> and, he, and he keep going. All right, we'll get to it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning, the Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here. And did you know that the General Insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years? That's a long time. So if you want the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford, check out The General. 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Hey, morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, last night, the Bucks beat the Nets 104-89. Bucks in seven. Nets in seven. Uh, we'll see what happens next Don't take game. my line, okay? I've been saying Bucks in seven before the series. Don't take my line. You don't have no choice but to say Nets in seven now. Well, that's Bucks what I'm in saying. seven. Okay? Nets, and, Nets and, in seven. And salute to Chris Middleton. Okay, Charleston, South Carolina's on 8 38 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals last night for the Bucks. Drop on the clues, bounce for Chris Middleton. Damn it. They play on Sunday at 5.30 uh, tonight. Oh, it's Sunday? Uh, Sunday. Oh, so they're mm-hmm. giving them two days of rest. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, I'm sorry. I'm bugging. They play Saturday. tomorrow. Yeah, Saturday. They yeah. play tomorrow. Uh, tonight, the next, uh, the Hawks take on the 76ers and the Clippers take on the Jazz. Now, what else we got, Ye? All right. Well, a man who is accused of killing his girlfriend and his disabled daughter is representing himself in court on this double murder charge. He opened up his death penalty trial by yelling at jurors that he did not attack his girlfriend or his daughter. Here is Ronnie O'Neill III. And the evidence is going to show that law enforcement tampered with evidence to meet their such high burden of proof. Because originally it wasn't enough. So we had to tamper with evidence. Since it was such evidence already, but we still had to tamper with evidence. I say this often and I will continue to say it. I don't see how people do scripted comedies or sketch comedies anymore because there is nothing more comical in real life. This is something you would see on the boondocks. (laughs) Aaron Magruder wrote this and nobody can tell me different. This is actually really sad now. It's he also sad, claimed bro. that the girlfriend, Kenyatta Barron, attacked their two children and that he killed her in self-defense. This all happened back in March of uh, 2018 in Tampa. And here's what he had to say, because he also had his 11-year-old son. He got to cross-examine his 11-year-old son on the stand. But here's what else Ronnie O'Neill had to say. We got his son's audio. Mm-hmm. Okay, here's his son. Mm-hmm. I just saw my dad holding a shotgun and my mom, like, mm-hmm. and mom screaming at him. Mm-hmm. Did he do something to your sister? Yes, he mm-hmm. uh, hit her with an axe in the head, and the, the back oh, and no. in the head. I saw mm-hmm. her eyes roll, and then there was blood in her. He put, like, he put me on the ground, and then I was lying on my stomach. He had his foot on top of me, and he was holding me down, and he was, like, lighting a match. That's not right, man. The levels oh of trauma God, that young so man. That's so sad for yeah. this 11-year-old to have to sit there and talk to his father who tried to kill him, who stabbed him. I mean, we played the audio. Also said, that wasn't even him talking to his father. House. Yeah, we played the audio behind the scenes where the, the father was actually questioning him, which was even worse. Well, we had that 
We have that right here. How you doing, Ronnie? Good. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Did you see me shoot your mom? No. Did I hurt you that night of this incident? Yes. I did. And how did I hurt you? You stabbed me. Why, why are they doing that to that little boy? Like, that's the, crazy. The levels of trauma that young man has gone through. 11, yeah, I want to give that little boy a hug. Uh, the levels of trauma that young man has gone through and is going through, none of us will probably ever understand. The kid is going to need years and years of therapy and other self-work because his dad is a freaking psychopath, okay? Like, parents, please do the work so you can pass more to your kids than trauma. And I know everybody has rights, but we don't always have to let people exercise them. Why is Ronnie O'Neal being allowed to represent himself he in court? Should. He shouldn't be able to to, to, to represent himself when he's cross examining his son that no. he a, allegedly stabbed and tried to burn, try to light a match and burn. Hell no! Killed his mom Hell and no. his sister. There's All right no way now, Ronnie O'Neill's father, Billy Smith, is saying that uh, Ronnie got the call from the son saying that Ronnie killed the mom and sister. Uh, he told me, uh, "Kiki is trying to kill me. Kiki is trying to kill me. They're trying to kill me." <sighs> I, don't, I don't even know how the court allows that. Like how? Like how can you allow that? I mean, like that, that, I mean right. you yeah. legally are allowed to yeah. represent yourself in court if you. But so to cross-examine so. your your young son, yeah, you I know how th- much trauma that boy is going to have. Yeah, and I would besides th- that, and on top of this, yeah, I would think that it would nah. be um, some type of age discrepancy too, right? Like eleven. Yes. Eleven is not too young to be taking a stand like that. With your father, if that's he, allegedly tried to kill you. If he's a witness, and if the father's technically his own attorney, right? Mm. I just, it's yeah, tough. man. I just could. You can't even imagine the levels of trauma that young man has gone through and, and, and will go through for the rest of his life. Yeah. Like, all I mean, right. Well, O'Neill could get the death penalty if he is convicted, and the trial is expected to last through the end of next week. Now you got to give him everything. You got to yeah. give him five hundred years, the death penalty, whatever else comes with it. You got to like, they got to throw the whole courthouse at him, not yeah. just the book. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Sheesh. All right, let's woo side of this one. All right, now when we come back, Diamond from Crime Mob and Growing Up Hip Hop will be joining us. Does that mean right. does that mean a Negro spiritual named Nuck If You Buck will be played this morning on this radio? You goddamn right, we're gonna play Friday. it this morning. That's right. All okay. right, so we're gonna kick it with Diamond when we come back, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Diamond. Whistle. Slim Thick Diamond. That's right. Diamond is here. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. still got my Barbie too. We still have That's right, that's right. That's quarantine weight? Oh, you've been working out. What happened? Diamond small, shut up. <laughs> I don't know. Baby, it's like that. Looking good, girl. Look at the married minute here. We're still around here. Just look at Diamond. I believe y'all. Yes. What's up, Diamond? How's everything? Man, everything's great. And what? I've been watching you on uh, Growing Up Hip Hop. Did you like it? Girl. What's the tea? Let's get into it. When you did that verse did you on like the it? song, yes. It was very personal and very touching. And then it, you know, it's hard for me to like watch your relationship because I know you done been through a lot with pimping on the show. So where are y'all at now with that? We ain't talking. I mean, what is there to say? I felt like a lot of it was really cut out. I felt like I had went through something like that before. And I'm like, dang, why did I go through something like this again? But I didn't use my platform to really speak on those type of things when you're dealing with domestic violence in a relationship. I don't want to come across as a victim, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But 
it is what it is. We call I it a survivor. I'm a survivor. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I had to sit down with Brad. That was looking back on that clip, talking about what happened was very emotional for me, but it was also very therapeutic. And I had a lot of different women like reach out to me and so forth. So, you know, it happened. It is what it is. Now, at some point, we probably don't have to start filming again and be around each other. But I know how to coexist. And you know what I mean? Do what I got to do. Don't mean we got to speak to each other, but right. I'm still going to show up and do what I got to do. Doesn't reality TV complicate an uh, already complicated relationship? I heard they say it's, it's supposed to be some type of curse or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you are open, if you communicate and you tell people, you know, or you tell your partner exactly what the situation is. For example, you got to understand reality television. So, okay, y'all might want an argument. We probably really had an argument about something the day before. So it's like, okay, let's relive this argument that we had, that we found a solution and just have it on television mm. versus trying to create something out of nowhere. You so you, know? you can't really get to a place of healing if you're constantly having to reenact trauma. And then when it plays... It's old, but it's months later, it plays, and now you got to relive it again with people weighing in on it, too. I really, this time with my situation, I didn't want it to be edited as much as it was edited, but I understand the network that I was on, Mm -hmm. you know, which I appreciate is very clean, right? you know, but... So they have have actual footage of what happened? Well, no. They have pictures of the aftermath, which they didn't show. I feel like, should he be on the show with you if he's put his hands on you? Well, see, that's why I don't believe in calling the police, because if I would have called the police, then we really couldn't be on the show together. So I'm not going to have it to where I can't show up and do what I got to do. You know what you did. We're not going to sit around and drag it out like you you were jealous. And the way that it was portrayed from his perspective was like, you know, I was the one constantly nagging him. But the way my life set up and the way my schedule set up, baby, I don't have time to be calling chicken behind him because I'm so, I, I don't even have time for myself. Right. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see what happens this season. Um, it ended with us kind of like talking about, I don't know if Brad or any, you know, other, like Drea Kelly, anybody had reached out to him and talked to him or whatever. But like I said, I'm, I'm going to be willing to show up, do my job. I said what I said and we moving on. I love watching you because I do think you're such a dope artist and you've been really consistent with that. Ew. So it just, it was hard for me to watch you, you know, even rap about it and talk about it. So as a woman... You know, a lot of people can relate to the situation that you were in. And I know it's not an easy thing to discuss. Mm-mm. But I'm here now, Slim Thee. That's right. How about your son? How he's How's he doing? Oh, he's so Four going on 14, child. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe I'm a mom. It's, how was the pandemic with you guys in the house together? The pandemic was a struggle. Because all he wanted to do was just go to the park. Right. Like, he like, I'm tired of doing the same old routine over and over again. I took him out to protest with me. Mm-hmm. I think that was, you know, something that really impacted him. It impacted me just being able to see, like, him being able to participate and really know what's going on. Seeing other kids, like, you'd be surprised how resilient kids are. Like, he out there with the signs, no justice, no peace. Wow. Yeah, like, marching. So... I don't know. He my little man. That's my little man. How was he around the house during the pandemic? Because he is no friends. It's nothing to do. It's just mama and him. But it's well, Atlanta. See, that's on a regular. <laughs> Nobody told me when you have one kid, you got to have another one. So mm. I, 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 I just be feeling bad. Like, he don't never have nobody to play with outside of you. when it's time to. Yeah. You didn't get him a dog or nothing? He had a dog. But that, I mean, shoot. That mm-hmm. only lasts so long. You I know? Thought, what happened to the dog? <laughs> 
I was the one cleaning up all the mess. Well, you thought the four-year-old was going to clean up the mess? I thought it was going to be a joint collection. It was going to be responsibility. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, it was a mess. Well, last time you was here, you were saying you and Princess was working on music together and projects, and wasn't it something about a show with your son and her son together? Like, what happened with all that? Didn't happen. I mean, I think just where we are is just a place where we can at least just do it for the culture. I must say respectfully. Um, so you're not seeing eye to eye. We, it's no beef, but we just, yeah, we're on different paths. My thought process and her thought process is different. I've been on my own for so long. She's, you know, been doing her thing for so long. But when we come back together and do music and we hit the stage, chemistry is, it'll never go away. Right. So how y'all came together in 2019 then? Solange. Shouts out to Solange. Oh, because she booked y'all to do the, the show. I mean, her what was it? Her well, birthday we were, or something? Um, It was the Met Gala. Met Gala. We were okay. vibing. You know, me, her, and her team or whatever. Um, We were supposed to do the Coachella, but then everybody kind of got sick or whatever. And we kind of kept contact throughout the whole thing. And that's when we did the Met Gala, hung out with her, had a great time. It was very empowering. And just seeing how happy the culture was for that. Mm -hmm. So we was like, whoa, it's bigger than us. We're going to have to put our big girl panties on and... and make it do what it do so I don't know if there's something else that comes down the line that makes sense money wise for us to do culture wise yeah but as of now I'm just I'm doing my own thing so what was there a reason for the, the I guess I don't want to say fallout but after y'all got back together in 2019 was there a reason that y'all separated again it wasn't a beef okay I'm gonna keep it 100 uh, we had a deal to do a, a show and I had that deal and I had the grown up hip hop deal. Your own reality show, just the two of y'all. We had a, we had a deal for that, mm -hmm. and then I had the grown up hip hop deal. But it was something on down to imaging, like that's just I think where it started. I think we had a, a certain look, one little thing where I think my hair was green, her hair was blue. In the midst of it, I think she wanted to start wearing dreads or something, and it was like little stuff was like, well, that's where she is and her image, and I'm like, well, no, well, let's do this because. People like you with the blue hair, they like me with the green hair. I start to see little signs of where we would clash. You can do blue dredge? <laughs> no? Just asking. And it was like, you know, she got her, it was like, I'm not trying to tell you to look like this and do this. Mm -hmm. And she got her own way of doing it. We just kind of, we started bumping heads because she was used to doing things her way. I was used to, and I, she didn't want to kind of change. And I didn't want to kind of change. So it was like, look, let's just. Right. Let's Sometimes just it's the little things. Yeah. You're like, we can't even. Yeah. Cause I don't want us to get on reality TV. Now we hating each other and it's a big beef and everything we do is really for the culture. Like we have a responsibility to uphold. Mm -hmm. Like just even with the new artists and everything that's coming up, like we are that, we're that middle, we bridge the older generation and the younger generation. So I was like, nah, we just, we just gonna keep the court. You and Princess have messed up a lot of money together. You know you that? So? Yes. <laughs> you wanna know what though? Yes. Peace for me. True. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. Everything's I mean, not about money. Who, True. Right. True. Who don't want more? But anything that I want, I feel like I pretty much have. And if there's mm -hmm. anything that I want, I'll work to get it. Yeah. So I don't have to have a billion dollars to be the happiest person in the world. I don't. That's not. That doesn't define. And my sometimes happiness. being relying on somebody else, right, is not as great as being able to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you can only handle what you could do, and you can't control somebody else. And, and sometimes that's, that's a difficult. Mm -hmm. I've been so used to me, my own team, the way I move. And it works too sometimes because, like, even if we do shows, I got my team, she got her team, and the, and the boys, they got the guys, they got their team. But I've been out here so long and just moving the way that I move on my own that I just. And you can't f up what's for you anyway. So if it was meant for you to have it, 
Y'all would have it. At least we do understand that the bigger picture. If another opportunity comes, right. y'all can work together. Y'all can still work. It, mm-hmm. But anything outside of that, we ain't going to be doing an extra. All right, we'll talk to Diamond when we come back. Of course, you know her from Crime Mob and Growing Up Hip Hop. Let's get into her classic, Nuck If You Buck. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking in with Diamond from Crime Mob and Growing Up Hip Hop. Yee. Well, now, when it comes to dating, because you have had some high-profile relationships, what's next for you now? Well. <laughs> Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Something's happening? <laughs> I'm dating. I am dating. Okay. Not dating like multiple people. I am seeing somebody. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, I got a situation. Um, this particular person isn't in the industry, right? It's okay. weird, right? I date somebody in the industry and be like, Yeah, man, I can't I can't be dating nobody that's not in the industry. They don't understand, you know, they don't understand our lifestyle, da da da. Then they be a mess. Right. Then I get with somebody regular, yet yeah, I can't date nobody in the industry. See, that's what I'm saying. I just need somebody that's not in my industry that can level me out, da 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 da. So it, it hasn't been a thing towards like, oh, I like rappers or oh, I like regular nine to five hardworking people. It's more of a vibe, you know. You bringing something to the table. I got my own money. You better have your How'd own you bag. Um, <laughs> she can't say without giving away who it is. Um, we met through a mutual friend. He been on my page. I had him on my page, but I'm not tagging him right away because you know how they. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Somebody gonna tag test. him. <laughs> you know how they H O. But you see him though. But I might not tag him because I learned my lesson from that. Okay. What's his occupation? Uh, corporate thugging. Oh, okay. So okay. Is his, Is he on the show? He can be on the show. Is he on already with his mom? On the show. From- Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So is he a lawyer, an entrepreneur? He's an entrepreneur. Okay, okay, He's okay. not a lawyer. He's an entrepreneur. Got gotcha. to make sure he wasn't on this last season of growing up. <laughs> Hip-hop just got out of jail or nothing. Ooh, How does he feel about, like, you know, you putting him on his page and stuff? Does he want that? Or he's like, nah, let's keep it on the low. It's funny because we had a conversation about it, and I know you watching this. We had a conversation about this, and he was like, so... When you gonna claim me? Right. He was like, so when Charlamagne Envy and Angela Yee asked, I said, so what you want me to say? He was like, what you gonna, what you want to say? I'm I said, what you want me to say? I'm gonna show. Like, do the right thing. Then I was like, all right. You ain't keep it real though. I did. We don't she know did. his name. She said, Hold on. She said, said He's on the page. She's not tagging him. She's in a situation. Burr. His name is Burr. Burr. I <laughs> say <laughs> okay, his stage name is Burberry. Hmm. His stage name? You just said he's not in business. I just said stage because, I mean, he has a real name. His nickname. I said stage, but he has, yeah, his nickname is Burberry. Let me go Burberry. look at this page got you, right got you, now. Got you, got you, got you, got you. He's going to find him in 10 seconds. <laughs> this is my job right here, okay? Sometimes you got to post him just to make sure he is who he says he is. Right, because the truth will come. Exactly, make sure he ain't got no wife, no other family. <laughs> my ex before the ex before the ex. Uh-uh. And I'm uh-uh. ex before the ex before the ex. Uh-uh. I put him my on my page when I tell you everybody came out the woodwork. Baby mamas and all types of things. Side deal businesses that he did, people looking for him with money. I'm like, you know what? Mm-mm. Cause ain't nobody finna hit me over the head looking for you. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. is the picture how you did it, right? Cause you, you cut his it's like his head off so you can't really see him, but you see the Burberry on the side. Ah! It's kind of dope. It's kinda dope. <laughs> okay, okay. okay Burr. See how you see him, you can't really see him, but you can see him. Yeah, yeah you see the Burberry. Okay. 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 Right. Oh, I know. Uh-oh. Girl. Uh-oh. Don't play that. Don't play it. <laughs> <laughs> your heart stopped for a second. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'm happy. I'm happy if you happy. 
And I thank you. That's right. Do you think rap and just the music industry period has turned into a popularity contest? It has. It's yeah. like high school. Yeah. It really is. For me, even with this new generation, right? It's not about who did it first. It's about who did it better. Like we come from, you see, you was inspired by somebody and you doing something similar. Pay homage, keep it pushing. Mm -hmm. But this new generation, maybe they'll try to take your whole thing right. and pass it like it was their initial idea, their mm -hmm. initial swag. Like, where they do that at? When the last time you had to fight them? Now you used to scrap a lot. Last December. Last December? In a pandemic? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who you fought? Well, just tell us for what? What happened? <laughs> it was a guy. A guy? Uh, Who won? Okay. I know he knocked his ass right out. I sure did. Honestly. Because he was trying to play with me. Was it a guy you knew? Was it at a club? It was somebody I was dating. Mm -hmm. And something went right. No. He was cheating. So. Guys don't really be admitting to cheating. You Wait, know what let's tell the story. What, what happened? Now you knock on the door. Go ahead. So I'm like, can you bring me my, bring me my shit outside? He's scared. He don't want to come to the door. Cause one thing you're not finna do is goddamn give my designer bags away, mm -hmm. all my jewelry, whatever, mm -hmm. to the next bitch. Politely bring me my shit outside. He ain't want to do that. I ain't yell. See, when I'm mad, I'm calm. Like, cause I already know what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. So finally, he came to the door. He threw this at my face. Why did he do that? Oh, man. Why did he throw a bag at you? Like, my, all my bags and stuff. He tried mm -hmm. to hurry up and throw it and close the door. Why did he do that? I went to town on that ass. On that You put ass. your foot right in the door, door closed? I sure did. How did you know, Emmy? I know, I know. Emmy been through here. I sure did. did I'm not the one of the two. What did the other woman do? Not a thing. Mm. Oh, so she was inside? Mm-hmm. Hiding. Only thing I would tell you, Diamond, stop dating white men. Cause black Talk, what? I'm like, look, this is what I tell them. Just tell me what you want, baby. You want to be friends? You want to? You want to be in a relationship? Guys can't handle that. Just tell. I can adapt. Just right. tell me what you. Because they don't want you to do what you're gonna do. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, That's all. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I'm gonna do me. But he said he only got his sucked, and that was it. I was oh. like, on the show, you was oh. like, have you been with anybody else? And he was like, all I did was get my sucked. You gotta respect the honesty. You That's believe stupid. that? You're not gonna do all that to get your sucked. You gonna. That's stupid. Why yeah. would you go there just to get your up? All right, well, if you guess don't what, get it guys, wet, you might as well. <laughs> lie next time. You don't think that's a lie truth. already? No. no some guys because might. I think guys think that's not really cheating. It like depends that. where he went. Where was he at to just get his up? <laughs> that could happen. What if a girl was like, I just got my pussy ate? Right. That could happen. Okay. And what would you say? What you mean? <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? Y'all don't want for it. Y'all want us to put up with it. Why would I be in this conversation? They like, nah. You want to jump in there? Huh? What happened? You did what? Do y'all honestly forgive women if they do something, or do you go? You gonna yes. always? So if if your lady said that she messed up and stepped outside, mm -hmm. would you forgive her and not try to get back? I've been with my yes. woman twenty three years. She has, she has cheated That's on. That's because y'all married. I've been yeah. with my, my wife since 26 even, years. Even prior to Before that, Before y'all was married? Yeah. And why is that? I love her. And I feel like that's, that's hypocritical. You right, know yeah, what I mean? Because you know what Absolutely. you did, so you're like, well... Absolutely. As a matter of fact, some guys prefer that because then they feel like it evens it okay. in a way because they'll be like, well, I did all this dirt. She did that, so now I don't feel as bad. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And we was wild young. She, well, I was... I was 
I, I cheated Watch in my adulthood too, but I'm just saying, we was young. Like she'll see us in college. Like people gonna do what they do. Like you know what I mean. I just gotta be realistic about the situation. Like, when Charlemagne was the president. He was rubbing <laughs> of course on his penis to make his, his penis bigger. He was. That, that, that has nothing to do with nothing. But yeah, he cried yes. and the tears fell on him while he was masturbating. Aww. But I just feel like it's hypocritical. I mean, it's just like <laughs> at the end of the day, it's it's, at the end of the day, it's cheating. Like you know. Okay. Do she all, did her do thing. All, I did my thing. Do all guys cheat? No, black men don't cheat. Black Boys men. Do. Black boys may still boys be cheating. Do. Black men don't cheat. I don't cheat. think you could say when all man, anybody does really anything. That's a hell of a generalization. There's no, there's no all anyone doesn't. Do a lot of men cheat? Yes. Do all of them? No. And it depends what kind of work the man has done on himself. Because I realized that when I was cheating back in the day, it was literally just to feed my ego. Mm. But now that you know, I don't have that wounded ego. It's not as wounded as it used to be. But she went stroking your ego, telling you how good you look. Um, like, Damn, daddy. I don't think it got nothing to do with that. Maybe it wasn't true. I don't think it got nothing to do with that. I just think it's that like your men really do things that we think make us feel like so-called men. But you realize like it's just because you got a bunch of women that don't mm -hmm. make you a man. I think it was the industry too. Oh, you, definitely. You grew, like you grew up on watching big pimping and, and mm -hmm. being around that's girls right. makes mm -hmm. you the man. So you grew that's up right. on it. So you think that's reality mm -hmm. you, and you think you need that. And then you realize you don't need that. Mm -hmm. And I had my dad f me up when I was young because I remember approaching my dad about cheating. And my dad was like, oh, you only got one girlfriend? When you get older, you're going to understand. And I was like, Shit. so having one girl is wrong. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? So it's a lot that goes into it. But I personally love being with one woman and giving all my heart and my soul to, to my wife. I just want to keep going through that over and over again. You got to put your stuff up. You got to look over your back. Is she trying to go on my Lord back? Lord have mercy. Like, who want to keep That's going through that? That's stressful. That's stressful. All right, we got more with Diamond when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Diamond from Crime Mob and Growing Up Hip Hop. Yee. So, Diamond, have you ever cheated? Have I cheated? <laughs> No. Well, this is what I'm If you got to ask yourself that question, that is a big lie. Why would you lie like that? Is this cheating? If you're in a relationship with somebody and they keep cheating, keep cheating, you ain't going to leave them, so you get even. Is that cheating? Yes. But they cheated first. That's all. You're still cheating. You're still cheating. That's when you're in a messed up relationship. Two wrongs don't make a right. That was back in 1999. You still cheated. <laughs> but I think all of those ups and downs, all those ebbs and flows, you know, it, it, whether you, if you love a person, you want to be with them, you choose to be with them. If not, then you keep it moving. But you got to be able to deal with all of that. How do you let yourself be vulnerable, though, in a relationship? I'm working on a self-sabotage because it's like I would end it before somebody could do something to me. If I saw a sign where <sighs> you're not consistent, I just cut you off or. That's a trauma response. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I used to, but I'm yeah. better now. I'm used to. I can't help it. I used to. Okay, Bert. Now it's like, <laughs> now it's like, you know, you gotta, I give it 110. So if it don't work out, I'm not gonna live with what if because right. I put my best foot forward. That's your loss. Because I know what I bring to the table. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just how I look at it. And then the way my life's set up, my schedule be so busy. I don't, I don't have time to do the, the drive-bys and the camp outside with the all black on and be ready to, you know what I'm saying? A bitch come outside to keep the car. I, I can't. The way my schedule is set up, I just, I just too can't. busy. I'm too I busy. want you to go to therapy, Diamond. You been to therapy yet? I would like to go to therapy. No, yes. not. I think you should try it. You think so? Yeah. What, like, what should I talk about? Everything. Because okay. you've had a, you've had a, a long life. Like, all you know, right. you've been in the game since what, 14, 15? Yeah. yeah. So between the industry and all the drama with the guys and you know, everything else, I think it would be really good for you. Right It'd be now. good content for your show. I don't even know if you should it's play it out on the, the show. No, it's, it's but you can talk yourself. about things that you learn if you more want about to. Yourself. And when you're you... comfortable enough, you can. But just make it about yourself. But that's good because they don't teach us that in our community. No. That's like, right. That's it's right. It's okay to do that. You think mm -hmm. that something is wrong with you and it's it's healthy. 
Like in, in every part of your life, whether you start as a kid, you get That's older, right. I understand that it's healthy. But I would, yeah. It's a lot of great black uh, psychiatrists and therapists in Atlanta. Okay, you I'm, 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 I'm going to definitely recommend you one. Well, this, and then, and then when you come to Atlanta, y'all coming to my show, right? That's right. Slim Victor. Let's talk about that. So that starts. That's actually about to start like next week. Yes, or so this week. This week, actually. So I kick off at Centennial Park, Juneteenth, um, in Atlanta, Georgia. They have this dope stage that's literally in the middle of Centennial Park. Um, Fabo was performing. Um, the legend. The legend. People don't respect. They don't give yeah, Fabo the respect homie. he deserves, bro. He's so talented. He is, man. He's so talented. Arrested Development performing. Um, Luke Nasty. Then mm-hmm. Saturday, I have iHeart and some other stuff where you Juneteenth celebration. Right, Juneteenth yeah. celebration, and then you can get tickets while I perform like two or three songs off my new project. And then that Sunday, I go to Mississippi. So yeah, pretty much every weekend, I'm you know on my little slim thick tour. All right. How do you feel about the, people? the evolution of Atlanta's music scene? Has it been hard to keep up? I like it. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, I felt like back in the day, Atlanta, uh, we would embrace out-of-towners more than ourselves. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So now I feel like now we kind of like putting our foot down. We still mess with out-of-towners, but mm-hmm. it's, we look we, we look out. I mean, we always looked out for each other, but it's it was like an inner thing. It was like, okay, what do they hear from out-of-town, so we're going to show them love first. Um... As far as the sound of keeping up, the only thing that I would say is I should probably incorporate more of melodic, more singing records. Because mm-hmm. it seemed like, you know, that's what the kids like, more to sing rap. Mm-hmm. Which, um, shouts out to Zay Tobin. This is actually the first time that I'm, you know, letting everybody know me and him have a project oh, nice. that's, that's about dope. to drop. And I like that. That's my, when I say my brother, and he's so talented, like, it's even all down to the wardrobe. This man is a a, a genius. <laughs> so we have a whole concept of mm-hmm. the way we're gonna bring this project to the forefront. In about, I said next two weeks, y'all will kind of start seeing some more stuff. And I know Zay Tobin has worked with other females, but I don't think that he's had a full body of work like where he just was hands on with a female rapper, which really makes it dope. I could go in and be produced. It wasn't okay. Well, let me go in and do my own thing. It's nope. I'm stressing the producer. This is what we're doing. Follow my lead. I got you. So I'm really excited about that. I think we got about seven tracks on a project that we're going to release. Shouts out to my brother, Zay Tobin. And, um, dang, how did I get on that subject? You just brought it up, talking about new music. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And what you working on? Well, can we get into a record? Yes. What you want to play, Diamond? Shouts out to all the Slim Thicks. Either you was big and you're small, small and now you're big. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, this for the Slim Thicks, my new single. Check it out. Slim All right. Thick. Well, Diamond, we appreciate you for joining us. Would Charlamagne be considered Slim Thick? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Would you, so. would you fight Charlamagne or his thighs too so. fat? Why would she fight me? What's wrong with you? Good, bro. Thank you. You know, we go way back to like Man. 1999. <laughs> so. Yes, a long time. At least 2000, 2001, something like that. Yeah, I remember when Diamond was too young to be in the club in Columbia, South Carolina. The I whole have, group. I remember you beat up that person. Hey, I don't know nothing what you're talking about. Okay. I'm going to change. And, and <laughs> I'm involved. Ah! <laughs> oh my goodness. It's Diamond. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. And that's Diamond. Ain't Growing nothing. up hip-hop, and I, crime I, mom. And don't ever disrespect me and call me Slim Thick, bro. Ain't nothing Slim Thick about me. I'm just thick. All right? I can't argue with a guy that got a, <laughs> got a, a fat 
thighs and like that. I, I just can't. But anyway, let's get to Don't the rollers. Don't say fat. Just say, you know. Oddly proportioned. Big, say tasty. Big thighs. All right, I can't argue with a guy with oddly proportioned thighs, all right? Now, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Yellow Beezy. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. Listen up. Well, Yellow Beezy took to his Instagram to let people know that he is tired of all this mail that he's getting with multiple fraudulent documents looking for child support payments that have been sent to his home in Dallas. Here's what he had to say. This is the second letter I done got within the last year and a half, child support papers, about something and somebody I don't know. Hey, man, y'all got to stop that. Get a new hustle, man. For one, y'all hyping these kids up. Then when they find out that I ain't the daddy, you got to lie to them again on why you thought it was. Man, you know, I ain't never met y'all. The ladies from last time, a couple months ago, I ain't never met. I ain't never hunched on you. This lady, I ain't never met. I ain't never hunched on you. You say, I met you in college. I ain't go to college. You know what I'm saying? I went to community college, and that was across the street from the school I graduated from, so that don't even count. That was like the 13th grade. Well, community college is college. I don't know if he knows. 13th grade. Hey, man. It's, it's still college. So this man is being um, a, a accused of having kids from women that he's never even met? Hmm. That's what he's saying. That's what he says. At, yep. At what point will we learn that in this world, in this society we live in, people lie for absolutely no reason? If there's some money involved or the potential to get some money, people will make up anything, anything. Yep. And run with it. Come on, man. People's got to start getting, you got to start suing people. And I know sometimes it's, it's a lot, but you, you got to start suing people. People got to learn. You got to smack their hand because if not, they'll continue to nah, do it. you got to. And then one time you just take them to court one good time and they ain't got you no got more to. money, they'll stop it. You yeah, I'm with to. you. You got to. You know what times. You got to. I'll do it again. All right, it. Netflix and Will Smith's Westbrook Entertainment Group has announced that Will Smith will be making a transition. He's going to be doing a variety comedy special and he'll be hosting. So there's not a lot of details right now, but... He said he'll be bringing in surprise celebrity guests. There'll be some type of interview component, uh, musical performances, and sketch comedy. Okay. Shout out to Will Smith. Mm-hmm. All right. And Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine are producing the Marvin Gaye biopic. It's called What's Going On? So they spent upwards of $80 million to get that script. And, and uh, Alan Hughes is going to be directing. So it could be a pretty interesting one to watch. I'd love to see. You know, I love a good biopic about music from that time especially the Motown era they gotta get that one right though that's Marvin Gaye you know what I mean like that's one of them ones like that gotta be on Ray level that gotta be on what's love got to do with it Tina Turner level you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah I don't see how it couldn't be man that's that's gonna be amazing alright Naomi Osaka has pulled out of Wimbledon she's saying it's she needs some personal time and she wants to spend some time with her loved ones so as you know she withdrew from the French Open last month due to her opposition to mandatory media availability and she needed a mental break so now she's not gonna be playing Wimbledon this year she's gonna take that personal time she's gonna change the game of tennis she's definitely gonna change the game of tennis I mean she's the probably the biggest star right now and the fact that she's pulling out I'm sure tennis is looking at it like we're gonna lose a lot of money and hopefully they they take her feelings and her mental into things like if if she doesn't wanna do it she shouldn't have to if that's gonna you know be a problem with her tennis that shouldn't just be tennis though that should be all across the board in every industry when somebody tells you that they need a, a mental emotional break you gotta give it to them period absolutely cause I mean you can power through right. physical stuff right but man boy when that mental and that emotional not right it's very very exhausting and very hard to power through Mm-hmm. Physical stuff too. Sometimes people get exhausted if you push yourself too hard physically. You could really collapse. You had an exhaustion fit. 
Yeah, but I just said that. You, I said, but you, I mean, no, you said I physical, mean, it, it, you can push through. I said, I most, said no, most, most, also. most of the time you can, but you know, mental and emotional is way different because you got to be focused. Like you can't, she can't go out there and play tennis focused. You might can go out there with a, you know, a bad leg, not broke leg, but a kind of hurt, kind of some aches and pains, but mentally. And it could get nah. worse. I don't know why you we all take care of yourself. Not, I'm not about to make McCain and Whoopi Goldberg with you for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> silly. Yeah, you shouldn't be arguing with a guy with an oddly uh, proportioned uh, thighs. Have you seen your humpback? <laughs> you know you got a humpback? Wow. Well, physically, maybe he needs a break. <laughs> yeah, t- physically, maybe I need a break. You know, that's the whole point. I thought it was his posture for years, but he just got a humpback. You like the humpback in Notre Dame, bro? No, no, no. You are not being nice. This is nasty. I, I don't have one. Is this that is your rumor report. You might as well walk with a cane, bro. You like them old witches in Disney movies. Damn. Nah, I don't. Man, look at you. You're Am so sensitive. Yes. What is okay. Right. Yes. Look at you. You're so, you know what? What's wrong with you this morning? You need a hug? What's wrong? What, what are you talking about? I need a mental break now. Nope. That humpback is your sore spot. I figured <laughs> out it is. No, it's not. The way you reacted just now, that humpback has been a sore spot. We have been trying to straighten up in the mirror for years and it just won't happen. <laughs> All right, y'all done? Scoliosis is a real thing. Scoliosis is a real thing. You need to iron there's, your back, bro. There's the people out there that your back in. <laughs> he used to love that record. There's that people out there the with real humpbacks that are really hurt right <laughs> yeah, now for do. the things y'all, that you're y'all saying. Never read the book, y'all never read the book Dini? No, I know there's people, there's people out there that are really hurt by that. Like, you should apologize. Well, I'm sure there's somebody right now that's Now they got crying. some representation, mm-hmm. okay? Well, Dini was a book by Judy Bloom. You should really apologize. But who are you giving your donkey to? No, you should start throwing a party every Wednesday since it's hump day, okay? <laughs> and that's what you're doing. Let everybody with a humpback in free, okay? That's what you should do, Envy. All right? And donkey today is going, has, huh? What's it about you? Dini has, Dini has scoliosis, and that's how I learned about it. A okay. book by Judy Bloom. You shouldn't day. be making fun of people with humpbacks. It's not nice. I'm making fun of you. Okay. We should. Well, I don't have a humpback, but I listen to you. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, listen, donkey today is going to the 14 Republicans who voted against Juneteenth. They need to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have mm-hmm. a word with them, please. And you know what I'm about to do? I'm about to put my lawyer straight now. Uh-huh. That's what you about, about to do. About to put my lawyer. You know, you about to straighten up, straighten up, straighten up straighten and it's not going to happen, you camel. <laughs> nope, nope. We're going we gonna to get oh my, my lawyers on you. I'm going to get my lawyers on you. You just defamed my character first. You said I wore Beijing, which I don't. And now you said I have a It's back. just for men 45. I apologize I'm, for that. I'm going to I'm going to I was wrong about the Beijing. It's just for men 45. It's too late. It's too late. But there's nothing you can do about the humpback, though. Take your backpack off. It's too late. It's too late. I'm suing you. But all right, Donkey today is up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Brought to you by the all-new season of the FX original comedy, Dave, based on the life of Dave Bird, a.k.a. Little Dicky. Dave drops Wednesday, June 16th at 10, 9 central on FXX. Screaming next day on FX on Hulu. This is a miracle. There is no question that there are problems in this country between police and community. Yes, you are a donkey. To the latest on that police killing of a black man. Now to new developments in the deadly spa shooting rampage. Uh, and yesterday was a really bad day for him, and this is what he did. And so we are in a state of emergency. Okay, white supremacist violence is and always has been the number one threat to our society. But I'm also very proud that my wife is white. My wife is white. The, the Breakfast Club, bitches. All right, Charlene, please tell me, why was I your donkey of the day? Well, donkey of the day for Friday, June 18th, goes to the 14 Republican lawmakers who voted against making Juneteenth a national holiday. Where do I even begin with this? Uh, First of all, let me give you their names. Andy Biggs of Arizona, Mo Brooks of Alabama, Andrew Clyde of Georgia, Scott 
Desarles of Tennessee, Paul Gosser of Arizona, Ronnie Jackson of Texas, Doug LaMoffle of California, Thomas Massey of Kentucky, Tom McLintock, no, Tom McLintock of California, Ralph Norman of South Carolina, Mike Rogers of Alabama, Matt Rosendale of Montana, Chip Roy of Texas, and a man with two first names, Tom Tiffany of Wisconsin. That's a great name if you're gender fluid. Tom Tiffany. I can taste all the mayonnaise in my mouth right now. Ugh, so much sodium. Too much goddamn mayonnaise. But all those individuals voted against making June Teeth, a U.S. federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. Now, they don't matter because the House overwhelmingly passed the bill and it has been signed into law by President Joe Biden. Let's go to ABC 7 NY for the report, please. President Biden making it official. For the first time since 1983, there's a new federal holiday on the calendar. Juneteenth has been known by many names. Jubilee Day, Freedom Day, Liberation Day, Emancipation Day. And today, a national holiday. Juneteenth marks the date that the last enslaved African-Americans were granted their freedom. This is a day of profound, in my view, profound weight and profound power. A day in which we remember the moral stain, the terrible toll that slavery took on the country and continues to take. Now, why am I giving these 14 Republicans who voted against making uh, Juneteenth a national holiday donkey of the day. It's because I think it's very important to highlight these individuals because it shows you that white supremacy, racism, never take a day off. They are always actively fighting against us, okay? They are so against any type of black progress that they wouldn't even vote to give themselves an extra day off. Do you know how racist you have to be to not want an extra day off? You shouldn't let your prejudices and biases stop you from practicing self-care. We all know vacation days are a form of self-care. So why would you stop yourself from getting an extra vacation day, from getting the time off you deserve? I'll tell you why. Because these people are committed to make sure to making sure your black ass don't get nothing. OK, I tell folks don't practice bad habits. And that's what these 14 Republican lawmakers did. They're not practicing bad habits. They used to voting against black people and black issues. They not going to start voting for us now. Okay, I bet you would vote to make National Mayonnaise Day a federal holiday, though. Okay, you human jaws of Hellman's are tired of sharing National Mayonnaise Day with Cinco de Mayo, aren't you? Oh, that's a Snapple fact. You didn't know National Mayonnaise Day is on the 5th of May. So when you see certain white people out celebrating on Cinco de Mayo and they got mayonnaise on their tacos, now you know why. Okay, I bet you would vote to make National Mayonnaise Day a federal holiday as long as they move it from May 5th because you don't want the Mexicans to have any joy either. But let's focus. Why did the 14 Republican lawmakers vote against Juneteenth? I mean, we can all assume the real reasons, right? Racism, bigotry, prejudice, the usual. But let's humor them and listen to some of their reasoning. This is Andy Biggs of Arizona explaining why he voted against it. The Democrats have labeled it Juneteenth National Independence Day. And what it is really is the uh, it's Emancipation Day. Uh, they could have made this a really harmonious, celebratory uh, bill because I think everybody would have passed this thing out unanimously if they would have taken it through committee and they would have changed the name to Juneteenth National Emancipation Day. But they've weaponized this bill like, like they weaponize everything else. They want to divide. And that's just a shame because I support the celebration of Juneteenth. The name. You agree with what the bill is about, the emancipation of the slaves, but since you disagree with the name, you're voting against it. I will never understand how people who don't have lips can give so much lip service. I mean, Andy, you sat there and said you agree with the, you know, emancipation of the slaves. You agree this moment should be commemorated, but you don't agree with the name. If you don't like black people, just say it, bro. 
Chip Roy of Texas released a statement. I have a transcript of it. And he said, this name needlessly divided our nation on a matter that should instead bring us together by creating a separate Independence Day based on the color of one's skin. Chip, listen to me. America is a melting pot. It is so many ethnicities in this country that all make this country what it is. So the day the slaves were emancipated should be a great day for all Americans. Okay, the emancipation of slaves should be celebrated simply because this country promises freedom, liberty, and justice for all. You can't have that if you have a group of Americans, and I put Americans in air quotes, in bondage. Okay, not to mention this country has plenty of cultural holidays and heritage celebrations. If Juneteenth is considered an ethnic holiday, so what? Okay, let us descendants of the enslaved celebrate and y'all just enjoy the day off. If you want to be mad on your day off and post why Juneteenth shouldn't be a national holiday, fine. But at least enjoy the day off. Hell, we do it all the time. White man's holidays happen. We get the day off. We get on social media and, and remind y'all, you know, in the words of Fred, Frederick Douglass, what to the slave is the 4th of July? Hey, we not enslaved anymore unless you're in prison. But I think we all know what that what Frederick Douglass said then still stands true now because it's uh, hypocritical for a nation to celebrate its independence, its freedom, yet doesn't bestow all those same freedoms to everybody. Okay, we know this, all right? We know 4th of July, not about us, but we still take the day off and go to a great cookout. Okay, the real story behind Thanksgiving is dark as hell. America loves Thanksgiving parades, food, but that's through the lens of a colonizer. Ask a Native American their perspective. Its origins were murder. Okay, a massacre that killed hundreds of Native Americans. And to them, Thanksgiving is just a reminder of said murder and the systemic racism and oppression that Native Americans still go through in this country. But guess what? They still take the day off. Okay, if we have learned to live with holidays we don't like in this country, so can y'all. Okay, I, I, I know the problem, though. I know the problem. See, the reason these 14 Republicans don't want the day off, because what do we do on these days off, on these holidays? We eat. If these 14 Republicans who voted against Juneteenth family knew how to properly season their food, mm. they would want this day off. If your family put raisins in their potato salad, you too would try to limit the number of cookouts you have to attend in a year. Please let Kathy Griffin give the 14 Republican lawmakers who voted against Juneteenth the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mayo the biggest hee-haw. <laughs> If my family, All right. if my family didn't wash my uh, wash our chicken, I wouldn't want the day off either to go to a cookout. Mm. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Now, when we come back, Nipsey Hussle's dad will be joining us. Mm. What's his name, Charlemagne? I can't pronounce it. I call him Pop. All right. So we're gonna be talking to Pops when we come back. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Back, back, back. You're checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, what, uh, about four or five weeks ago? No, it wasn't that long ago, was, was it? it? About two, three weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. May, I think June? it was May. But anyway, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we got a call from uh, Alex uh, AG Entertainment out in Atlanta and said he had some uh, people that wanted to come up and talk about what's going on overseas. Don't even attempt Any to say their names because you're going to mess no, it not, up. I'm not. Okay. That, that wasn't my <laughs> That's why I'm setting it up. In Ethiopia. So we, we did the interview. Mixed response. Charlemagne and I really don't know what was going on. So we were trying to bring up people to discuss what was going on. And we took a picture with uh, their flag. And some people was like, it was fine. And some people were, were mad at that. And then Charlemagne got a phone call. 
from the homie Tiffany Haddish, mm-hmm. and uh, you know the, the the father of the late great Nipsey Hussle. I'm I'm not even gonna try to pronounce your name either, pops. Because I'm the wit Askadom, the wit Askadom, mm-hmm. the wit And you know they they was putting me on to some things, so we have them up here today to talk about it. Exactly Absolutely, what's going on. M- Mr. Askadom brought some people with him. What's well, your name? Who do you have Queen? with you? Ladette, and I'm from DC. Mm-hmm. And you, brother? I'm Simon Tesfamariam. So, so what's really going on between Eritrea and Ethiopia? Uh, Ethiopia and Eritrea just uh, signed uh, their peace deal about three years ago, and this has been uh, probably um, something that Ethiopians and Eritreans have been looking forward to, uh, to have these two nations um, form peace and uh, work towards uh, the betterment of their uh, country. So. Um, in regards to actually what has happened, it's it's actually positive that we're actually moving to a. What was the uh, war about? What was the the fighting about? That's going the on. Peace treaty? Mm-hmm. That's going on right now or before? Both. Um, well, before Eritrea was trying to gain her independence, rightfully, for the historical uh, context that was uh, there. So mm-hmm. uh, now that's that has happened, and then there was a war between Eritrea and Ethiopia after independence. Uh, really because of a disagreement between the ruling party at that time and the uh, Eritrean government. Right now, that has been squashed, and brotherly, sisterly love has occurred. But then we have another conflict that's going on right now, um, which is um, in Tigray, northern part of Ethiopia. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Did we do anything wrong in that interview? Was there misinformation during that interview we did a couple of years? I mean, that's not from us. That would have been from... I'm just asking because people were mad at us. They said we shouldn't have been holding the flag. Like, you know, that's Mm -hmm. why I'm asking. Did we do anything wrong? Was there any misinformation in that interview at all? Um, I think something that we have to, like, set the record straight about is that that flag is of the TPLF uh, party, which stands for the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front. And basically, um, the war that she talked about the war in Somalia, the war in Eritrea, um, the chaos that has been re, uh, just sowed in Ethiopia for these last 30 years is a result of TPLF. And that flag represents that, that front. Basically, the conflict today is a result of what they have done. So when they came on and you mentioned misinformation, we should go further and say disinformation because mm-hmm. what they did is you have activists from TPLF actively telling people online Let's go out there and lie so that we can get a humanitarian intervention in in Ethiopia, in Eritrea, in the name of the Tigrayan people. This is not for the Tigrayan people. This is to save TPLF, which has terrorized the region, which is literally a a, a terror a terrorist group. And so, um, and by the way, they're documented as a terrorist group by a, a database, the Global Terrorism Database, um, which is financed by the Homeland Security Department here in America. Mm. So, truly a terrorist group. And the thing is, is that they've worked to maintain um, the U.S. ruling class interest in that part of the world, which has destroyed Africa, to be honest with you. Wiped Libya off the map, destroyed Somalia. You can go down the list country after country. The things that they have done have just, uh, you know, been horrible. So they found a partner in the region named TPLF that was willing to sell itself because they're a minority regime. So when I say minority regime, 6% of the people are Tigrayan good peoples, ancient history. Everybody should know about them. Um, Many ethnic groups in Ethiopia, 80 of them, they're one of them. They only represent 6%. But TPLF is even less than 6%. I mean, they represent an elite 
bourgeois sort of uh, group that has robbed the people blind. They've stolen 2.6 billion a year um, from the Ethiopian people, while their own people in Tigray have are, were living on food aid. Uh, 1.5 million people depend on food aid. So, my point is is that TPLF has been a nightmare for the region. They started this conflict. We can get into the details and all that stuff, but they've been pushing all this propaganda because they lost the war in three weeks. They were knocked out. It's like imagine somebody uh, just talking trash to you, you know, and then the second you say, you know, they step to you, you just punch them in the face and they get knocked out and then just start running into the crowd and saying, hey, you're, you're against the crowd. You're against the whole community. Mm -hmm. No, they are against the people of Ethiopia, the people of Eritrea. And for fear of talking on too long, I'm going to leave it at that because really this is what needs to be clarified. No, and, take the time. Take the time to explain. I, I need to know. So I just, I just want to say the What country are we banned from? Time. Are we banned from anywhere for holding that flag up? You, you no, can, no, no, no. This, 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 this <laughs> is the misinformation that This is what the misinformation that people maybe there was uh, complaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, TPLF uh, at the beginning was helped by Eritrea during the revolution when they started because uh, Ethiopia was under the control of Haile Selassie and then after that uh, by the military government. So Eritreans believe that the Tigrians, since they are oppressed people, they will be able to help all Ethiopian nationalities together to solve their problem. So later on, they had a hidden agenda, had agenda to help Ethiopians to be together united for the benefit of all Ethiopians. But their hidden agenda, 1986, I believe, or in the 80, they want to be independent from Ethiopia. They to create a nation, which is uh, impossible. Right. So, but the reason they did that is they want to be helped by Eritrean, by lying, they say going to be in benefit of Ethiopians. And then later on, they completely uh, changed their idea and we helped them to get the in power in Ethiopia. So they become the ruling party. After that, they take all the money, they took all the benefits, all high positions, they put their own region. They start uh, making division between Ethiopians so they can fight, divide and rule, divide uh, all the regions together, mm -hmm. uh, Amhara, Oromo, and everything. So this, uh, when you divide and rule, divide and control, uh, that's where the Ethiopian people start revolution. And uh, when they start a revolution to overthrow them, they start killing them, they start torturing them, they start uh, doing all kinds of crime. So the people uprise. So all Ethiopians, almost there was in a brink of failed mm -hmm. nation. Mm -hmm. But the people after they rise, they elected the Dr. Abi, which bring the peace. And he brought them together, and then they start moving. They make a peace with Eritrea for the first time. Uh, also create peace in the Horn of Africa. This, they didn't like it. So they want to get back to power mm -hmm. by helping by superpowers or others who have interests through them. They're just running dogs. So that's why uh, they went to the, what, the window shooting the... The, 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 the Northern the Command? National, National Defense, Defense Force. of Ethiopia. So it's basically like saying, um, you know, someone from a region like uh, New York 
just mm-hmm. goes and attacks its own air force base or wow. you know national defense force and that's what they did on november 3rd they attacked the national defense force of ethiopia which is located in the northern part of tigray and in the hopes of returning to power now the fight is not really about people to people it's about dictators wanting to come back after 27 years after the people have thrown them out and it's a sad situation because um uh, news articles and western media is putting it like there is you know genocide and there is rape and there's this going on and this you know and africans are killing each other and raping each other but that's not what it is what we really need to understand and stand up just for talk little, just talk a little closer to the mic so we can hear is um uh, really understand and stand up for is it's dictators who are being supported by the western powers mm. to basically loot their own countries and this is like Black Lives Matters Africa, because mm. why are, you know, dictators who are like thugs like this, who steal money, who dictate, who kill, murder their own people to stay in power, being supported by big, you know, uh, Western world countries? Why are they? Because they, are, they become the running dog for their errands, because the people don't like them. All right, when we come back, we have more with Nipsey Hussle's dad. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nipsey Hussle's dad. Do it. Now, Charlemagne? You know, even with, with, with Nip, you know, um, people love Nipsey's mindset, but a lot of his mindset was impacted by Eritrean culture. So what are the morals and values of the culture that you would tell people to tap into? Yeah, I see, uh, both of them, Hermes and Samuel, uh, when they were little, I used to take them to the Eritrean community. Uh, I used to take them to uh, like a wedding. So they started at the early age, they started learning the culture. Then they wanted to grow up. And then when we went to Africa, to Eritrea 2005, and they see it everything, like earlier I've been explaining to you, they see uh, the people, the family value, and how they trying to uh, bring together all their nationalities and the young people they respect each other they respect uh, their culture it's each culture each, cu- each uh, mm. so when he see this he just say hey, why can't we do it in in, in America mm-hmm. I, my, my, I can do this because he have a, a choice he was uh, in because he was influenced by the neighborhood like everybody there's a gang violence that he cannot get out so there's one, two paths. Either you're going to continue the wrong way or you're going to go do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So he chose to do the right thing. But not only for himself, but also for his uh, you know, people. That's why he started, I got to go this way. So that culture that he see people eating together, uh, different culture, different ethnic group, uh, living in peace together, and sharing uh, their culture, enjoying it. When he see that, and the peaceful, for that reason, he said, I gotta do it over here too. So he did it in his community. Right. Mm? And then that's why he was talking again and again. If we can happen that over there, we can happen over here too. Mm-hmm. So that, that that's what influenced him first at the early age, by communicating and going to the culture. At the same time, when he got to see it with his own eyes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he, he changed the game. 
You know, I was going to ask you, I didn't, you know, I don't want to bring it up because we were talking about other business, but, you know, I, I was wondering, when it comes to healing, does it make it easier or harder because you hear and see Nipsey's face and name everywhere? Oh, yeah, it is very difficult. Yeah, everywhere you go, you see it. But just like I say, uh, the love that we're getting, you know, the, 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 the artist is everywhere. They put him there. They just they recognize him, what kind of person he was. He gave love and they want to give him love. But it is uh, the, the, the love they given us, the uh, everywhere we go, uh, you know, they give us a peace and uh, we're driving in a freeway. They roll their windows and then they go like this. I mean, it is amazing. That keeps us to heal and become stronger. We also got to say thank you. I mean, the way he was raised, the morals, the integrity. Mm -hmm. We say thank you because that, that energy that you gave him, he gave to the world. That's right. So yeah. we just say thank you. How, how does the family plan to continue honoring his legacy? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, see, this is very difficult, you know. Uh, but uh, we hang in there mm -hmm. and we are doing everything that uh, to keep his legacy, what he was trying to do, and we're trying to continue doing it. A lot of things coming very soon. The uh, mirrors, the store is going to be opening. Cross is going, he's doing good, he's going to school. Imani is growing, she's doing great. She's a good student. Mm -hmm. So we hang in there, the family is getting together. Absolutely. And Sam is working hard to, to do that too also. So with the support of the people, patronizing us to, you know, shopping, come in, give us uh, the support. So uh, we're doing okay. Well, you know, we the circumstances. We send in you healing energy always, send in the family healing energy always, sending Eritrea and Ethiopia healing energy always. And yeah, thank y'all for coming, thank man. So much. No, thank Appreciate you so much for having us. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the double XL freshman cover. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, and I know we're going to have a larger conversation about this next week when Vanessa Satin, who's the editor-in-chief of XXL, comes up. But that freshman list is out now. Let's see what y'all think. Four to Doug. Yes, Flo absolutely. Millie. Yes, Flo absolutely. Yep. Moray. Yeah, mm -hmm. oh, hell yeah. Pooh Of course. Lakia. I don't know who that is. She's from Milwaukee. Uh, Koyla Ray. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Tusi. Yes. Yes. Blast. I don't know Blast. I don't know Blast. I mean, I'm I know South I'm familiar Central with LA. these names. I haven't listened to it. I'm familiar with the name or the Lakeith and uh, um, Blast. Lakia and Blast, but I haven't listened to their music yet. Mm -hmm. Ruby Rose. Haven't listened mm -hmm. to Ruby yet. Ian Dior and DDG. Yes, DDG. Yes. Listen, you DDG know, was actually the um, fan voted freshman tenth spot winner. I always feel like I'm in the know. When I know some of the rappers on the double XL cover, okay? Some of them. Some of them. I mean, I, I listen to 42 Doug real heavy. I listen to Moray heavy. 42 Doug. Y'all mm -hmm. know I love Pooh Shiesty, Tusi, um, Flo Millie. I love that record. Uh, if I was a rich girl, I, that record should have popped off uh, real crazy, by the way. But no, yes, very deserving. Yeah, I wonder right, what happened with uh, Erica Banks and uh, CJ. Mm. BRS Cash, too. Yeah, well, we're going to talk to Vanessa about that next week. We'll get into a larger conversation because okay. I know people want to hear and have their own things they want to weigh in on. Mm -hmm. All right, now, since it talked about Pooh Shiesty being on that freshman double XL list, 
Uh, it looks like he is now having even more issues. He has to remain in prison. The security guard did recant his story, so people thought that was a slam dunk. He'll be able to come home. He said he was on a painkiller and didn't know who shot him, but a judge is questioning why that security is taking back his statement. The judge says the security story was recorded, and on the recording, he sounded very lucid, clear, and gave very clear and descriptive answers. The judge and the prosecutor said, mm-hmm. per the publication, if I'm reading between the lines, I assume what you're trying to tell me is that there may have been some pressure exerted upon this witness to change their testimony. So he does have some other legal issues too. A 2020 shooting where he was charged with armed robbery, aggravated assault with a firearm and theft, reportedly over a drug deal gone wrong and he's facing a federal charge over that situation. And what they saying at the precinct, Envy? What is it looking like for our guy Pooh I don't know. Oh. What are you asking me? <laughs> oh, okay. All right, it's also New Music Friday, so let's talk about some new albums and some new music dropping. Her, y'all know I love her. Back of my mind, Damage is my song. But let's hear uh, some new music from her. This is actually Find a Way featuring Lil Baby. Yeah, I got in my bag when I looked up and seen them but a bunch of haters. No matter how much money we went through, we never let the paper change us. Honey, ran it up out the mud. I get paid to pop out of clubs. Put my pawn in them and my budget. Also, Culture 3, the deluxe album is out today, and that's five new songs added to the original 19. Uh, Fast and Furious 9, the Fast Saga, the original motion picture soundtrack is also available today. And we do have a single that, Envy, you got your hands on early from NLE Chop, A Letter to My Daughter. This actually comes out on Sunday, but it's very heartfelt. You know, it's Father's Day on Sunday. Listen to this. Please, no pity for a G. I know I got a daughter that I barely get to see. Yeah, he actually called me a couple of days ago and um, he said he hasn't been able to see his daughter. He was uh, pretty upset about it. He said he hasn't seen her since she was born and he's having problems with his baby's mother. So he wanted to create, you know, make this song for her and, and his child and put it out for all the fathers that's dealing with the same thing, not being able to see their kids. So shout to NLE Chopper. Damn. That's got to be right. rough and on shout Father's out to- Day weekend when you want to see your child but you're not able to for legal reasons or just because the baby mama's being mean that's got to be horrible yeah and by the way shout out to logic he has a new track called intro our producer dan was like do not forget to mention that so i thought logic was right well he has a new single out <laughs> dan is there a All backstory right. why is logic making music again honestly i don't know is he back <laughs> he's just like i don't know i'm just happy All right, now, Trey the Truth has teamed up with James Harden to announce the Trade Day scholarships. Ten lucky students are going to get financial assistance for their education. So that's really dope. We want to salute to them uh, for Trade Day weekend. That's really dope because, you know, higher education is really expensive. So now ten students are going to get those scholarships. Dropping a few bombs for Trade the Truth, man. Trade the Truth is always doing good in the hood. Always. Yeah, even when people weren't really recognizing it, he's been making these moves. That's right. It's authentic. All right, Tina Knows Lawson has revealed that Beyonce and Solange have always celebrated Juneteenth. They have a new partnership with Facebook to honor Juneteenth through special programming and initiatives. And she made an appearance on CBS this morning, and she said that she was surprised that in other places that people didn't even really know about it. She said she grew up celebrating Juneteenth. There was a day that she went to the beach. A lot of people didn't realize Galveston, Texas is an island and everything is centered around the beach. When I got older, she said I was able to go to Houston to Emancipation Park, and they have a big, beautiful parade there. We've always celebrated. It's always been a very important holiday. So she said when she moved to Cali, she was surprised to find out that it wasn't widely celebrated. 
And I just want to salute to Black Music and Entertainment Walk of Fame that is in Atlanta now. They actually had the inaugural induction and unveiling ceremony of that this week. And the 12 inductees of the first ever Black Music and Entertainment Walk of Fame, Beyonce, James Brown, Kirk Franklin, Michael Jackson, Missy Elliott, Otis Redding, Outkast, Quincy Jones, Sean Combs, Shirley Caesar, Stevie Wonder, and Usher. Some of them were present. Kirk Franklin said, it's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to know where I come from. And there's so many people who really are the architects of gospel music in America that were the soundtrack to a lot of changes that we saw in urban America's music, but they never got the recognition or the notoriety. Also, the Hollywood Walk of Fame has introduced their class of 2022. Now, Envy, you have the rundown? Yeah, Michael it's B. A lot Jordan, of people. Regina King, Tessa Thompson, uh, Byron Allen, uh, Holly Robinson Pete, uh, Black Eyed Peas, George Clinton Jr., Ashanti, DJ Khaled, Avril Lavigne and Nipsey Hussle, uh, also Michael Strahan. All right. Well, that's pretty huge. That's a few. nice class. Yeah, this year. I saw some Hayek's on the list mm-hmm. uh, as well. Yeah, that's pretty dope. So congratulations to everybody that made it to the 2022 Hollywood Walk of Fame. I'm Angela Yee, and that's your Rumor Report. Hey, listen, right, thank I, you, okay, I want to say happy Born Day, man, to, to, to my sister, Debbie Brown. Today is Debbie Dev's uh, Born Day. So I just want to say happy Born Day to her and happy Born Day to the beautiful, clairvoyant Anita Kopax as well. They're my peoples. That's Soul Tribe right there. So happy born day. All right. Well, up next is the People's Choice. Make sure the revolt. We'll see you later. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let me send a happy Father's Day to my dad, Edward Casey. Uh, shout to uh, my pops. Happy Father's Day, Dad. Happy Father's Day to my dad, too. Irv. What's up, Irv? <laughs> yeah, happy Father's Day to Larry, man. Larry, Larry, a.k.a. Cowboy, Larry McKelvey out there in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, man. Happy Father's Day, man. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers, man. We the generation that's breaking all the generational curses, bro. I know a lot of great dads that are in their kids' lives, you know, married to the mothers of their children. And, you know, there's nothing more beautiful than the black family. Absolutely. And Father's Day this Sunday, I'm actually going to be in Charlotte in the morning time. Uh, We're doing a, a seminar, how to get into the real estate game, whether it's buying their first property or buying their first investment property. We're bringing everybody down there. So uh, credit dude, he's going to be teaching how to repair your credit and fix your credit and lending, how we get the deals and all that stuff. So I can't wait to see you guys this Sunday for Father's Day. And uh, we're going to celebrate as we're there, too. And then I'll get back, get on the plane, and get right back to my kids for Father's Day dinner. You can come out in Charlotte and rub the hump and envy's back like the Apollo log. Mm. Uh, It'll give you good luck, and you'll get a a 700 credit score as soon as you rub the hump in his back. You can't just lie on this radio and just say things. I'm going to start lying about you. People got eyes, bro. I've never seen a humpback on Because he's lying. He just makes things (laughs) up. People got eyes, bro. That's like the eyeliner. Like Charlemagne wears eyeliner. We can see that right now. People got eyes, bro. They can see the hump in your back, bro. There's no hump in my back. Put a hump in your back and shake your rump. That's my song, too. I know it is. You ain't got to tell us. We know. We know. I ain't got no hump. We know. We know. Stop it. Envy's voice getting high. You hear it? You hear it? You hear it? If it was true. If it was true. If it was true, it would be. It got back deep. Nah, they they say worse, but anyway, (laughs) when we come back, we got the positive notes that don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, also, don't forget my car show July 3rd goes down in Atlanta. There's 14 days left. If you haven't got your ticket, get your ticket. If you want to be a vendor or put your car in the show, you only have until this weekend to do it. Because after that, we got to close things up. All right. I'm so excited. Look forward to see you guys July 3rd in Atlanta. And August 14th in Atlantic City. So if you want to put your car in the show, you want to be a sponsor, any of that, just hit me up, djmvcarshow at gmail.com. And let me shout out to Lincoln Tech, Monster Energy Drink, TikTok, Turtle Wax, Shea Moisture, and all the other sponsors. We appreciate you guys. And shout out to my girl coach, Jesse and Dr. Amun. You know, I had did this uh, drink fresh juice fast. So we announced five winners who are actually going to give them a free fast to do with us. We're starting right after Juneteenth. So on Monday, we're going to do that. You know what? Having this business, this press juices has been amazing so far, but we sold out of our first run and our second run. Congratulations. I feel nice. Thank you. And I feel bad that people have to wait. To get some of their juices. It's really the Dilly Green Glow. I know you tried that one, Charlemagne, the all green one. It was great. And it yeah, made me so poop. That's good for you. Yeah. That's good. Get your bowels. Are you coming moving. to the car show? You still want to table at the car show? Y'all got enough juice for the car show in here? Well, so it's the Dilly Green Glow that keeps on selling out. It's a great thing, but I also hate that people have to wait like an extra two weeks to get their orders because that sucks. So it's like a gift and a curse. You don't want to overproduce a product. And then it just sits there and goes bad and you have to get rid of it. So we have to figure out these numbers. But we're getting it together. So if anybody had to wait those extra two weeks, I apologize. But we are uh, doing another run because the first two okay. sold out. All right. But yes, so, we're working on that too. Car show. Right. We'll be there. All right. All right. You got a positive note? Yes, I do have a positive note. I have a few actually, man, just because it's Father's Day. There's so many things I would like to say, but just know um, any man can be a father, but it takes someone special to be a dad. And the best way to be a good father to your children is to be a good husband to their mother. And always remember that a dad isn't defined as the man who makes the child, but rather the man who raises and loves the child with all his heart through anything. Blood doesn't always make a man a dad. Being a dad comes from the heart. And a good father is one of the most unsung, unpraised, unnoticed, and yet one of the most valuable assets in our society. Happy Father's Day, y'all. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? <laughs> 